The online dentistry show is back and promises to be even bigger and better than before. Taking place on Friday 19th of March, the day will see expert speakers from across the dental profession discuss today's hottest topics. There's also up to 6 hours of ECPD available throughout the day. In addition, take a walk around the virtual exhibition hall and use the opportunity to speak to some of the leading manufacturers about the latest dental technology. Best of all, the whole event is completely free to attend. To find out more, click the link in the podcast description. Okay, so hello and welcome back to the Dentistry Online Podcast. Um, We've got a very special guest with us today, uh, Mr. Julian Wilson-English, Editorial Director at FMC, um, and, and my boss. Um, so, so how are you doing today? Yes, I'm good, thanks. Julian English is good. How are you, Gabrielle? Um, yeah, I'm good. Gabby's fine, thanks. Okay. Yeah, Gabby's good. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm great, thank you. Um, so, I mean, we've had a discussion on what we could talk about today. And we've decided to steer clear of COVID, which I think is sensible. That's and, a great move. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, so we're going to be talking about the NHS contract instead which is obviously particularly relevant at the moment um, and has been for many years, as you are fully aware, um, yes. given that you've been working in dentistry for 25 years? Yes, and, and a little bit more. And a little bit more, whereas I'm, I'm in my first, I'm still a baby, baby. Um, oh, you lucky thing. To, to, to the profession, sorry. I'm not entirely uh, well versed in this, so you might have to sort of hold my hand a little bit through, throughout the um, discussion. But, okay. Um, okay, well, just to start off with something easy, what are your thoughts on the current NHS contract? Uh, the current NHS contract is the 2006 contract, which is, and my maths isn't very good. <laughs> it's better than some others, but not very good. I think that's 15 years, 16 years ago. Yeah. Um, so it's old. So that's his first problem. The mm-hmm. second problem is that it was rubbish when it first came in. Um, the third problem is it doesn't really work for dentists or for patients. It doesn't fix any of the problems. Fourth problem is um, we've been expecting an update to it or for it to go and another one to come in mm. since it came out and we still haven't. Um, so um, everyone accepts that it's rubbish. And it doesn't really... Um, reward properly it's just the same old system of rewarding people for um for actual treatments done so if you need to take time out to educate patients Mm. on how to brush their teeth properly or just to brush their teeth um then there's there's no reward or um acknowledgement in the contract no financial or moral reward or any reward of any sort in there for education. So it's not really fit for purpose in the 21st century now. You, there was a number of things you said there, um, but one that stuck out was that it doesn't benefit both the dentist or the patient, which obviously these kind of things have to benefit both in order for it to work, right? Yeah. I mean, essentially, dentists are trying to provide good care for their patients, but it needs to work for them as professionals as well, otherwise they're not going to be able to deliver that care exactly. uh, to the population. So. If it doesn't lead to good patient care, what do you think a good contract would look like that would lead to this result? Um, Well, they're currently working on one which sort of does all the right things. Mm -hmm. Um, It 
has elements of payment for just having a large patient base. It doesn't necessarily uh, reward you for every filling that you do, so you can take time out to do to do the education thing, which is vital these days. Mm -hmm. um, so it has everything in it, the new contract, except it, it, um, it doesn't quite work in that any practice so far that I've come across that's set it up has needed to, to spend extra money on extra staff okay. or extra equipment or, 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 or buy extra time from the members of the dental team in order to make it work. So, um, so the, new co the new new contract that hasn't come in yet that we've been prototyping mm -hmm. does work um, except for the money side of it which which doesn't work. So the patients will like it because they get a okay. genuine bit of time out for education. Um, it seems to fix access issues as well, so that so that there's time enough for all the dentists to see all the patients uh, who who want to who want to come. Um, but it just costs more money, um, and the government doesn't seem to be footing that bill. So that all the dentists on the prototypes have had to invest in more staff okay. to be able to deliver the contract successfully yeah i know we said at the beginning we weren't going to talk about covid and i want to try to continue that throughout okay. the conversation but i think it's difficult to avoid completely if you see what i mean because yeah. it's, it's, it's obviously had a, a huge impact on on the industry and on the profession um so since since the pandemic started which has been almost a year now has this changed your view on what a good contract would look like. So you're saying that there's a financial issue yeah. that, that, that sort of hinders it from, from being implemented successfully. Has, has COVID made that worse, do you think? Or has um, it changed sort of how you think this should look going forward? Yes, okay. completely changed it. Okay. So before COVID came along, mm -hmm. um, this new contract could have worked if there was more money behind it. Um, that's more money put in from the government, not necessarily from dental practices. Um, but because of COVID, um, parts of this new contract that's due to come in any day now have, are just irrelevant. So, for example, they've got a, a red, amber and green traffic light system for treatments. So red means the patient needs urgent care. Um, <clears throat> and amber is um, for um, put, put a hold on treatment until... The patient has gone away and has listened to the education that you've been given money and time to provide um, and has actually started brushing their teeth again there's no point in putting a, a filling in, in the mouth of somebody who just doesn't brush their teeth because you're just going to need to do it again and again and again and i don't believe in wasting um the public's money and my money in fact <laughs> so so um and then green means that the, the patient has come seen you you've got them out of pain You've given them the education message. Mm. They've gone away. They've brushed their teeth uh, twice a day uh, for two minutes, and they've come back, and their teeth are in a much better state. So now you can go ahead and give them the rest of the treatment that they need. Um, so that now is out of the window because of COVID, because we've had the yeah. best part of a year where people haven't been able to get to a practice. Or if they have, because the rules have allowed it in between the lockdowns, then they might not have gone because they're in a high-risk category, okay. et cetera, et cetera. So let's just say, um, for example, that um, for 12 months, people haven't been able to go to a practice. Mm -hmm. And certainly a lot of the treatments that could be done in a practice uh, before COVID can't be done now. 
So um, you're going to the red, amber, and green system is just useless now. And any patient for the next five years could go into a practice, uh, and the practice could say, "I'm sorry, you're amber at the moment because you came in. Um, you have got all this treatment that needs doing, um, but we can't treat you because you're not brushing your teeth." And they could say, "Hey, I wouldn't have had this problem because." without COVID yeah, sure. um, so um, so that's out the window so that needs to be re, re, reworked re-looked mm -hmm. at um, that needs 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 people on big salaries with big brains to work out <laughs> what we should do going forward so with the pandemic in mind you've mentioned at the beginning of this there's a bit of frustration with the fact it's been dragged out for so long and that it, you know it's been saying it's going to be coming to play coming to play and it yeah. hasn't come into play yet yeah do you think this now justifies sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Do you think this is now fair that this could perhaps take even longer um, because of this delay, or do you think it's more of a reason for them to speed it up? Um, I can't answer that with a yes or a no. Okay. Um, but I do have a view. That'll do. It that will do, excellent. <laughs> so the view is that um, after the pandemic yeah. and these lockdowns are sort of over and most of the people have been vaccinated, not just in the UK, but in the world, because we need the whole world to get the vaccination before things will start getting back to close to what they used to be before. Once that happens, um, the the new contract is um, sort sort of. It's, I think it will come in. I think it will come into play because um, anything that saves the government money, because the government's going to have no money. No government in the world is going to have any money, mm. and the public will have some money because we haven't been going on holiday for for 12 months um, or doing a regular shopping or going out to restaurants etc etc so the public will have money um, to probably go private but but the um, the government won't have any money so they will jump in my humble opinion at the opportunity to launch this new prototype contract if it saves them money they'll launch anything that saves them money because they'll be utterly bankrupt mm -hmm. Um, that's my view. So we could see this new contract, even with the red, amber and green system, which is irrelevant now, coming in if it saves money, which it Should. which it seems to do for uh -huh. the government. Okay, so it's, it's, it's implementation is dependent entirely on whether it will financially benefit the central, the central government. Yeah, part. yeah, okay. yeah. Alright. Um, okay, before we, before we sort of move this conversation on a little bit, this could be your view again, or it could be what, what is the actual, well, just, just facts. Um, when, I, when, I, when I thought of this, it reminded me of something at school that was just like do the rounds, you know. Not, it wasn't memes then, yeah, I mean, you could call it a meme when I was at school. So I don't yeah, know it's a meme. Yeah. A, me a meme. Someone once said meme to me, which I thought was highly That's nice, pretty European. <laughs> European. But um, I remember seeing it and it was, it was like a triangle and on each corner of the triangle it had sleep, social life and good studies. Right. And there was this thing that used to go around and said, oh, you can only ever have two of these at once. So, you know, you could get enough sleep, you could socialise, but as a result of that, you're not going to have enough time to gotcha. study, you know, whatever combination you want. And in the same way, you can sort of apply that that to um, the NHS, NHS contract in that there's the government, the patient and the dentist at each yes. of the corners. And obviously everybody wants their way and they're all going to be pulling for it to benefit them for obvious reasons, because everyone wants to make things work for, for, for them. Um, how, how do you reckon that can be balanced in this because obviously that's quite difficult to do and then you chuck COVID in as well and it becomes even harder. Is it, was it, I mean, I know it's a big question and you're not in charge of that, but 
do you think that's going to be something that will create challenges? Um, yes. Well, to talk about your triangle yeah. of, um, uh, I, I see it as four-sided okay. um, because you've then got the money side, um, which you could argue is the government, but mm. the government sort of sets policy, so I'd definitely like to put the money to one side because there isn't going to be any money. And without the money involved, if there was an endless pot of money, we could have that triangle that worked for everyone. So okay. you could have uh, a contract that was perfect for the patient, perfect for the dentist, uh, and um, with enough money, we, we could easily create one, but it's the money that holds holds the whole thing back. So I'd like to make it into a, a parallelogram. Is that what that is? It's a four, four-sided, um, four-sided rather than a triangle. Oh, only how how where, how far did you take maths up to? What, what level did you stop oh, your maths? You um, about the level at parallelograms. So what was that um, year four? four? <laughs> uh, I'm too old for that. <laughs> Let's just call it O level, shall we? Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, yes, so it's the, the the money's the money's everything. Okay. And um, and depending on the level of money, it was dependent on how how you can solve your triangle or my parallelogram. Um, I mean, actually, it's still, it's still, it's still relevant. When do you think this is going to happen? Because I know you said you think we've established now. You think this will happen. Yeah. Um, like you said, it dependent on whether it will financially yeah. benefit everybody, the government. Um, but, but yeah, when when do you think this? What do you think is going to be? Sort of, I mean, I don't know. What I that think it'll be, be next year. Next year. Yeah. In twenty twenty two. Yes. Okay. Very good. Thank you. I just wanted to clarify. I'm still. Yes. Talking. I think it'll be March, March 2022. Okay. I think they'll just rush it in, save some money. Rush it in, meaning, um, meaning well, or just do, rush implies that there's going to be mistakes made. Uh, well, we should have control of our um, of our parliament by then, so we can pass our own laws. So mm -hmm. we should be able to open a tiny little hole in the Health and Social Care Act. Okay. I think it is. Uh -huh. Um, the one that controls the NHS, and just do a few little changes to the dentistry bit in there, and then just launch this thing okay. um, across the country. I mean, it's been we've had prototypes and pilots and all sorts for years and years and years. So I think we just need to draw a line on it and say it would work if we had more money. We haven't got any more money, um, and if the government, which I believe they do, thinks it will save the money, this, this, they will just launch it. Okay, it'll be. Um, tough luck for NHS practices who will have to change the way that they work uh, to make it work and it will be good news for private practices um, because I, I believe that lots of practices will convert and convert their patients as well to private. So you do genuinely believe this is a case of it will be rolled out rather than this is just something that's been going on for a while to, to keep dentists... Yeah, I should have been clearer. Quiet. No, I, I, just, I, just, I just needed just just a one sentence to round it up before we, you know, move on. I'm sorry. Here's the one sentence. Go on. To save money, because the government has no money at all, and it will have even less yeah. after COVID. They'll launch this okay. in March, the beginning of the financial year, 2022, <laughs> to all dentists. I said samurai. It's not be patronising. My goodness. Sorry, poor tone. It's okay. I told you. I, I did. I, it was a bit of a disclaimer at the beginning. I am a, a rookie when it comes to the NHS contract and understanding... Um, These are fairly searching questions the time, for a rookie. The timeline. 
I may have had some assistance. Oh. May or may not have had some assistance. Right. Um, okay, so off the back of that, I, with my assistant in mind, actually, this question was created. This was this is team effort. So is this a rookie question or is it you know. with I some uber experts? I think I'm going to... I'm was it the chief dental officer who helped you with these questions? I can either confirm or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> so it was then. <laughs> um, the way I execute this question might be, might be a bit rookie, to be honest with you. I'm okay. just reading what I wrote down and I'm trying to um, think how I'm going to articulate this. What, what would you say to dentists um, who may want to provide a sort of core NHS service? Um, so, for example, just, just treatments to, to, to get those patients out of pain, and then dental treatments on the side of that, anything outside of those those core um, procedures are private? I'd say that they are progressive, mm-hmm. fairly forward-thinking. If they're still in the NHS, then they are... Um, then they're looking after the local community, so I applaud that. Um, and I see the future of the NHS as providing just a core service to to the needy in society, and everyone else. Uh, trying not to sound American about it, should should everyone else who can should go private. Okay. This seems practically private anyway. You, even if you're NHS, you have to still have to pay. Mm. <clears throat> so it's just a little hop, hop, skip, and a jump to just make make it all private. So you think that that's a if if you, if you have if if you put your um, yourself into the shoes of of um, a dentist, this is something that you would be um, a fan of, something you think you'd like to make work. Um, if I were a dentist, I would be very happy to sit on the high street, offering a call service to the needy. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd reach out as well to my local communities and yeah. get the homeless people that kind of thing. Definitely look after them and to fund that. And to keep me in the lifestyle to which I, I am desperate to, to get to, I, I would see private patients okay. to uh, and see and convert all my NHS patients to private who, who who are just regular paying ones. Definitely, I would do that. So there, I mean, there has been a lot of questions recently surrounding the future of NHS dentistry and what this means and where it's going. Yeah. You do think there is a future for NHS dentistry, so you do think there is a key function there that it, it holds that needs to be maintained as just a basic service okay. for the needy in society. You know, for those on benefits, for the vulnerable groups, for the vulnerable yeah. groups, yeah. Okay. For for the homeless, um, you know, could be any one of us one day. That's true. Um, so I believe that the that the, the NHS should provide that service because it just doesn't work. People are paying anyway. Mm-hmm. People are paying anyway. So um, let's just stop the pretense. And it just would take one government, perhaps during a massive crisis, to just say dentistry is no longer NHS. It's private, um, except for the needy groups. Uh, I, I think it's politically difficult to do which is why nobody's done it yeah but it needs to be done at some point boris just do it please i was definitely listening to this definitely listening you probably have his email address do you remember that time when you claimed you were emailing matt hancock i did email matt hancock yeah, sure. did you get a reply yes yes he thought i was complaining clearly all the emails he gets are complaints he told me told me where to forward my complaint i was actually complimenting him but it's definitely happened definitely definitely happened I'm um, just looking at my next questions. Um, are these expert questions or rookie questions? <laughs> these are a bit of both, really. Um, I was, yeah, a bit of both. How have you got so much skills in, in such a short space of time? 
You're really unnailing um, um, this dentistry thing. Thank you. That's probably one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. And I'm really glad it's recording so that I can listen to that when I need it. I'm sure we'll edit that out. Oh, definitely if not. If I swear now, can we edit it out? No, because I've got an explicit content ah. uh, label. Like a okay. label, but like tick box, and it, it warns you. So I had one of those on. I only had to use it twice. I think the other person one was Amit, Amit Patel. Ah, he does swear a lot. He does, yeah. Well, yeah. It was, it was alright, it was alright. But there was, there was a couple of times that we had to put that on for. Okay. Just in case. But if I need to remove this compliment on here now, how about that? Power cut with that fix. Well, it? I'm editing it, so. Um, okay. I, right. I, I'm gonna keep it. We'll leave it in for now, then. <laughs> um, okay, moving away from the contract now. Let, let's 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 go on to something else. Um, obviously, yeah. As we said earlier, over 25 years now, which says a lot about you and your age and all sorts. Yes, indeed. Um, what advice would you have in this current climate, and just in general, for young dentists um, studying to graduate dentistry soon? So they're going to be graduating this year. Um, obviously, it's a weird time to graduate. Um, I don't know, some people have sort of thrown off a little bit, given it's their final year, and it's very different and can potentially feel quite underprepared for what lies ahead yes. clinically. Um, yeah, what, what, what would you say to, to those guys? I'd say good luck, because my understanding is that um, the education has been fairly underfunded for quite a long time, yeah. uh, meaning that most of the newly qualified dentists don't have the clinical experience, they have the know-how, mm -hmm. they don't have the experience to, to nail it when they go straight out into the big wide world. But we've got layers of introducing them to, to patients um, and systems for that, So um, and, and that seems to work. Um, I'd say to them, don't be afraid of the General Dental Council. Um, I think they've got their, got their act together now and are no longer um, punishing a dentist for coughing at the wrong moment, um, which, um, which they have been, have been seriously guilty of for a good decade before now. Um, and um, I just say, just say, pick a field, things that you enjoy. It's a stressful job. It's number two on the old suicide list of professions. Yeah. Um, so pick a field of dentistry that you like, uh, and stick with it. Um, if it were me, uh, it'd be endodontics. Uh, I'm obsessed with endodontics. Obsessed about uh, what you mean, the, the end results or what they do. At the, the end result, the whole, the whole thing. Absolutely obsessed with it. So if you were a dentist, that would be what you'd choose? Oh yeah, definitely. Really? Oh, and Invisalign, because it's just a piece of cake and easy money. <laughs> the patient comes in, there's barely any treatment involved, there's yes. barely any injection involved. They come in, talk to them nicely. Uh, they come in with crooked teeth, classic British teeth, mm. and then uh, leave with straight teeth, whiter. Um, Invisalign is, is, is just fantastic if you're a dentist. <laughs> with, with that in mind, then, Oh, I must say, sorry, at this stage that there are other clear aligner companies out there. Oh. Uh, I've used a brand name um, like, like one does when one says Hoover instead of I vacuum. Uh, so there are plenty of um, other clear, straight and aligner I guess companies it's out there. become a bit interchangeable, a bit like sellotape and, you know, they're yes. brand names, but we all use those for... Indeed, but I should know better. It's okay. It's okay. Um... If some, some graduates are going to want to come out of, of university uh, aiming straight for private private dentistry, yes. um, do you think that's wise? Or maybe I should rephrase that. Do you think... What, what, what's your opinion on that? Do you recommend it? Um, I know a couple who've done that. Yeah. Um, James 
and Katie Nolan mm-hmm. in Leeds. They've just they went straight into private practice. Yeah. Seemed to work for them. Um, they're intelligent, go-getting people. They've just set up a, a practice in Leeds now, which um, has been open weeks, um, which is a brave move during um, during yeah. lockdown. Um, but it seems to be going well. They seem to have made it work. Um, there are risks involved in in sort of letting go of the uh, the hand holding system that we have um, to to get people to where they are. But um, these days, there's plenty of help and advice out there, and plenty of mentors uh, available for people. So um, as long as people are safe and don't take too many risks with too many complex treatment plans that that they go for, then um, I I believe it's. I believe it's possible. Sen- uh, sensible, if, if, all, if everything's done correctly. Yes, yeah. exactly what you said. Okay, okay, no, that's interesting. Um, so, so taking everything into consideration that we've, we've been chatting about, what would you expect to see from the profession and the industry over the next, the course of the next five years? Like, what, what would you see, envision? How would you envision dentistry emerging? Um, the next five years. No, it's a big question. It is a big question, and um, on the um, likely questions that I was to be asked, I can't quite see it on here, um, which is a concern for me. Obviously, uh, one prepares as best one can. You have to chuck some surprise ones. In it, indeed, indeed. You know. So, could you summarise the question again, just to make sure I don't answer a question that you haven't actually asked me? <laughs> okay. Um, so, what, what would you, Julian Wilson English, um, expect to see? Um, emerge from dentistry or, or come out of the profession how would you expect the profession even to progress over the next five years, what would you expect to see from it sorry, okay. I didn't simplify that very well but you get what I'm asking yes, I basically get what you're saying Thank you. so um, it's good news okay. for hygienists and therapists it should be I think as soon as possible and while we launch this new contract we need to empower hygienists and particularly therapists mm-hmm. to do all the basic treatments that a dentist does. Filling should be done by a therapist um, or a trained hygienist. Mm-hmm. And um, um, injections too, all these things can be, can, can be done supervised. Um, and only the complex treatments should be done by dentists. It's pretty much that way in the States as well. Okay. And the States are so money-focused and money-hungry um, that, they, that they've that worked out the best way to make as much money as possible. And they empower their hygienists and therapists okay. to, to do that. Any complex work, like a big bridge or a, or a, or a, or a denture, mm. or some implant work, or some endo, or specialist treatments, then they um, then the dentist would do that. And if it's really complex, then the dentist would refer that out um, to, a, to a colleague. Mm-hmm. So that if, when that happens, and there are uh, study groups looking into the feasibility of that at the moment, um, and that, that would save the NHS and the taxpayer, uh, let's just call that me, for example, because I pay so much tax. So it would save me a heck of a lot of, uh, a lot of money, uh-huh. and it would get the right people at the right level doing, doing the treatments. Um, so launch this new contract, give all the basic treatments to hygienists and therapists, um, that's how I see us going in in the next few years. Okay. Um, if up to five years, I just ironing out the problems caused by such a great change to the system. I think that's what that's what we'd spend year three to five doing. Okay. Um, okay. But we need we also need to increase increase the number of training places at dental schools, 
or learning or, or seats of learning for hygienists and therapists so we can get the numbers okay. up to the decent level to be able to handle all the treatments. You, um, you've, you've referred to the US a couple of times. Yes. Speaking about this. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> I don't know, I just thought it was interesting. Is there anything, you, I mean, I know you, you've, you've been slightly critical in, in what you're saying about what they do over there as well, but is there anything, you, you seem to be kind of pointing to them as a sort of model um, of, of what we should sort of be aspiring to here in the UK. Is, is that fair or is that... Uh, uh, um, no, it's not fair. That's not fair. No, okay, they're so a, mod- a model of of of, um, no, I'm not, I'm not of, about... of massive corruption. Don't get me on the United <laughs> States. We don't have enough time. Okay. So I was talking to a friend uh, about gun laws, and they just don't understand. Oh, sorry, I was, I was... <laughs> how? I'll get back to it. Okay. They just don't understand how you wouldn't carry a gun just yeah. in case somebody broke into your house. But yeah. how often does somebody break into your house, and would you want to shoot them? Mm-hmm. And more, far more likely to have an accident because you've got a gun in the house than you are. without somebody breaking into anyway let's not get me on that but the the point about the Americans are they're they're totally focused on on money and making money and they've worked out this system uh, that we would have got to because we're far superior to Americans we would have got there but we've got the National Health Service which sort of creates a a skew in in the whole thing because people can come and um, allegedly or, or uh, unbelievably get their treatment mm. for free or at a massively reduced price yeah. um, so because of that um, we haven't quite progressed as we should have done as a classic capitalist um, economy right. to, to a system uh, that works but once we launch this new contract and we empower our therapists our dental therapists then I think we'll, we'll, we'll when we move to the core service of NHS then we'll be much more like the Americans but we'll do it with far more Panache and style, and and um, and we'll be better at queuing than they are, and, and yeah. so many other things. Best at queuing, absolutely. Best queuing. <laughs> uh, okay, no, thank you. I just wanted to explore that area. Yes, so I made slight more. reference to them, but but I think I think okay, think so you think they're all over the place. If, if if as the next five years go, as you've suggested, it will allow dentistry to have more freedom to sort of emulate what they are doing over there. Um, okay. Um, okay, well, to, to round us off... Um, oh, is that it? Yeah, well, that's the end of the, the, that bit, yeah. Oh. But I've, I've, I've got a final question for oh, you. Oh, right, oh, lovely. Yes. Um, so, I don't, I don't know how to... I guess, yeah, okay. Um, if you didn't work in dentistry, what would you do? What would you have done or what would you like to do? Um, I tried to train to be an accountant. I wanted to be a stockbroker. Okay, oh, okay. Um, back in the day, but... If I have my time now, I'd probably do something that I really, really like. So you didn't enjoy that then? Um, I didn't didn't manage to get there. I I graduated during the I won't give you the year, but uh, several recessions ago, okay. <laughs> when stockbrokers were jumping off buildings. So I, I didn't okay. I didn't um, the whole market contracted. You I couldn't I couldn't get in. <laughs> um, so what, what, when, okay, so you said something you'd enjoy. Um, what, what, do you enjoy, what do you enjoy? Um, I like fish, so... Uh, you like fish? You like, I like fish. fish. You like fish as in, you like eating fish? Not, or not fishing? Gabriel, not fish and chips. I don't know. I like, I like, I like, I like marine animals. So oh, I, I, I would... Yes, oh, I see. I see. thank you. I mean, it wasn't... Okay, okay. So I'd probably do something with, with marine animals. Okay. Spend all my time in the Maldives diving saving coral reefs, that kind of thing. That would be 
that would be your dream. Yeah, that would be my dream. Yeah. Did you, you drop the Maldives in there, Julian? Have you been to the Maldives? Yes, I have. Oh, okay. I'm surprised you didn't mention that. <laughs> I should have mentioned it before. It didn't come up in the uh, in the yeah, questions. I was, I was, I did. Yeah, I had a gap here scheduled in, in the middle of my question saying Julian mentions Maldives, but it didn't come up. So I thought I'd. Um, I didn't didn't raise. I was busy, too busy mentioning the United States. Yeah. Um, next time we do it, maybe we can have a section on a serious section on the new contract, and then briefly talk about the Maldives, and then get back to the Perfect. back to the Let's revisit contract. that in six months. Yes, let's. Excellent. Maybe I'll be into the Maldives by then. Oh, we can only hope. If they're not underwater because of global warming. Oh. Should we talk about global warming? Um, no, because then I feel like me and you are going to fall out. So okay. Let's not. Okay. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, uh, thank you, thank Donald you for Trump. Thank you taking time out of your, of your day. What did you just call me? Donald Trump. Excuse me. <laughs> well, I am a massive fan of trying to avoid global warming, so I assume that we're not going to agree on it. So I assume you're more like Donald Trump in your thinking. <sighs> Thoughts? That was just... I don't even have any words to say other than that. It's so wildly inaccurate. Um, I think it's just time to ground myself now. Okay. Don't you? Yes. But no, genuinely, thank you for taking the time. I was in the middle of thanking you and decided to chuck that at me. But uh, anyway, moving on. Thank you very much for, for, for having this lovely discussion this afternoon, uh, or this morning even. Um, uh, thank you very much. Yeah. It was excellent. Um, um, and uh, let's do it again in six months' time. We'll try and keep it uh, more on point than um, than this one. Okay. All right. Sounds good.